know, right? Okay, three, it's not two, even sponsored. One. Oh, that's dedication. <laughs> that is dedication. Today's podcast, we have a special guest, Alicia, from Singapore. <laughs> yeah, my flight wasn't even paid for. Oh. What is this? Exactly. When, when we get big, we'll, we'll fight. Remember this moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Actually, I don't and want to. She's also the first female <laughs> guest. Okay, the first topic we're going to talk about is long-term relationships. Long-term or long-distance? Long, oh, long, long-distance relationship. Okay. Okay. So, so you said you're from Singapore mm-hmm. and you also dated someone in UK while you studied in UK. Yeah. And you moved back. How was it? Like, was was the problems in the relationship? Communication style, did it change? Like, how did you show affection over long distance? I think in like the last relationship, because we both, yeah, like you said, we both studied in London. And so because you're living basically together, it doesn't really matter that you have different love languages, right? Mm. Like one person really relies on like quality time and physical, like what's physical affection. Yeah. Physical touch. Whereas for me, it's more like acts of service and um, like words of affirmation. Right. But it doesn't really, that doesn't really come into play when you're living in the same city. Then when you're then pulled apart, those things like are almost highlighted. And when you're talking to someone through a screen it really really shows and i think that was like the main thing because his love language was quality time yeah and physical touch and which that's, is that's, obviously that's a big red flag like yeah having that physical touch is necessary if he needs it yeah exactly so then like that definitely played a role because he didn't feel like um you know he was receiving that kind of affection and for me he wasn't particularly good with like giving words of affirmation so there was like this clash which mm. i don't like blame him for it's just something that we're just different people and like exactly. showed love differently i don't fault people that do long distance relations i think if you feel like you see an end goal like definitely go and try because i'm i feel like i'm the kind of person where if you don't try you'll never know mm. so i'm glad we tried it and it just it didn't work out unfortunately and now like, was this at like the start of the relationship? Or no, like... we were both like in London yeah. uh, when we first started dating. Okay. It was just because like he had an extra year left in uh-huh. uni, but I finished and then I had to move back. Got you, got you. Back so to you was in London since under like the second year of you two, like. Yeah, the second year of us dating. Okay, yeah. Cool. So That's... it wasn't that bad. And like his yeah. home base was the same as mine. So he's still going to come back. But then it's just, it came down to in the long run, like he wanted to stay here and I was going to be in Singapore. Oh, so yes, yeah. Like so yeah, it, it's just different. Yeah, different circumstances. So because of that. you had like plans to come back to the UK. I mean, yes, that was the intention, right? But then I found a job in Singapore that I really like and professionally I wanted mm. to stay there and made sense for me to stay there. And as much as I want to come back here, it would solely be for my friends, yeah. not for my profession and career and right now i think my career in singapore is definitely on the upward trajectory and so yeah but we don't talk about that because (laughs) we're asians and we grind right that's what we that's what we're taught to do maybe i'm different i'm different yeah so it's just like right now i think i need to be there and sadly um if that means i have to sacrifice like my friends then it's okay because like yeah. I know that the friends that I have here I don't have to talk to them like every single day but I know that if I'm here like today I literally texted you and was like um yeah like, hi, 12, I was like, hi. <laughs> when I was about to leave the house like, hi um you free tonight 
Oh, like, I thought you guys were flying back already. Yeah. Like, spontaneously, we met up and then obviously asked her to, to come on the podcast. Yeah. And like, me and Tommy have never hung out one on one. No. We've, it's no, always been in the group. And it, like, wow. it only hit me today when I was thinking, I was like, wait, I've never hung out with you one on one. It's most likely yeah. like she would go up and meet like Lily first and then be like, oh yeah. Come, Tommy, come yeah. join. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of stuff. Most of the time she'll be with the trans family. I'll yeah. I'll join in afterwards. Yeah, but it would always be in a group setting. Mm. And it did, I did like take a second to think like, oh, will we be able to have a conversation? But then I was like, no, it's chill. Right, yeah, like, you guys are friends. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? But it's that. because yeah. we've never had, we've never needed to be yeah. just the two of us. But I think now that you're older, not saying that it comes with age, but when you're, yeah. yeah. You're at the stage of life where it's like, it's you're, fine. You're, you're open. Like, yeah. It's fine. Like, I feel comfortable with you as a, as a company. Mm. I can speak about a lot of stuff. Yeah, and like we never, we were never that kind of friends that would text. But no, then if no. I have like, I know that if I was in the shits, I would be like, Tommy, <laughs> I fucked up. Yeah, yeah I get <laughs> like, you. Yeah, so. And that, that, the same thing you did to me, I did to them. Like, yeah. Shit, guys, I fucked up. What happened? Every yeah. Day, every day. Okay. Right, let's move on to the next one. Interracial couples. <laughs> have you ever I, I, have you ever I, dated a non Asian? I've not dated uh, anyone other than Asian. But why? Just because um, I don't really find like this common interest. Like mm-hmm. if, if I say if I was to date um, a white person, I'm not saying I wouldn't, I don't mind. It's just that they might have slightly different upbringings than I did. Right. Like I enjoy people's company that have the same upbringing as me. I feel like it's like different traditions and. Ju- like cultural. different cultural, yeah, like cultural mm. differences. That's why different I think. family expectations as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not opposed to dating people that are not Asian. Just that I don't really find them like on the same wavelength. I'm not attracted to Asians. That's why I say. That's why I say to myself. But have you been attracted to? I have not... been attracted to other people. Okay. Other Asians. But then, do you not think that you're you kind of hold yourself back from giving them the opportunity to show you that maybe actually they have similar upbringings? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, for me, it's like harder to hold a conversation in the beginning with them. Like, I do have friends that I speak to that obviously are female and, like, not Asian. And it, it takes me a while to open up to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it could be a stigma of mine where it's, it's hard for me to open up to people that are, that are not Asian. But I, I still need to get over that barrier. But it, it could be a chance in the future. Not saying nothing. Is it because do you think if you brought someone home that was not Asian, that would affect oh, your relationship? Oh, really? She she told me I can date any race I want. Okay. Like, as long as I'm happy and I'm fulfilled with my life with, with my partner, then she has no complaints. Don't you guys find it odd that that's something that's a conversation or a statement that you have to have with your parents or like your parents have to be like yeah. you can date any race it's, that you it's want? Such a, yeah, it's such a weird thing to go like go through. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. she's never asked me. She just told me, like, look, you can date anyone you want. She just outright said it, like, one day, you can date anyone you want. I'm like, okay. This what what did your parents say then? I think it was like, pretty normal because I went to international school. Okay. So a lot of my friends were, like, European. Or so they, they expected it? Not really expected. I don't think it was something that they even... Thought about. Yeah, it was like, if it happened, it, it, wouldn't, it would make sense. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if I didn't, it also would make sense they yeah. didn't really care I think, I think it's easier for a female Asian to date other like Europeans like Caucasian people mm. whereas for you think? Her, I, I think so because it's very hard for an Asian guy to date a Caucasian I don't think Asian guys are, are desirable anyway I, I, 
that's what I, I, think. I mean, I've seen a few like Asian guys with white or that's non Asian. Like, what about here in UK, in London? I don't I mean, it's rare. It's, very it's more rare. rare. Unless they have like yellow fever, then like. Yeah, yellow but fever. But that's usually towards female, like yeah, females. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, what, what kind of um, Caucasians have you dated? Caucasians you have dated? I've dated. Jesus, that's a crazy question. <laughs> um, I've dated an Irish person. I've dated. Okay, when we say what is dating, like proper girlfriend, you know, boyfriend, like, or you exclusive, like not your man and yours, like okay, no one else. Okay, so no, 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 no third wheel. Right. Okay. So then it's Irish, half French, half English, full English. I would maybe like. Colombian, that's non. Yeah, that's enough. That's fine. Yeah, okay, yeah, then then yes. That was Colombian, that's spicy, bro. That was never again. That never was enough again. spice in my life. Wow, my cousin's dating <laughs> Colombian. Or Venezuelan. Okay, which one treated you the best? Wait, you based it off 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 their race? The cool, no, 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 Caucasian, no, no, I'm saying like the category of Caucasian people. Like oh. which treated you like with more respect? Like that showed you more love compared to the other ones. Probably person. the Irish. Wow. I thought it would be the French. Nah, that one. Was that a placebo? That fucked me up big time. Because you dated a French one before you started uni, right? Yeah, we dated on like in year 13. And then we did a year of long distance because he went to uni first. I took a gap year. And then going into first year, that was when we broke up. But that was a not a good, that was not a good relationship. So what made it not a good relationship? Was it because you guys did not communicate well? Or was it just like... I also think we were very young. Like, we were 18. And looking back, like, I'm not saying... I don't, I'm not trying to say that it was all of his fault. Like, I definitely played a role, obviously. Definitely lack of communication. And I think, yeah, communication is a huge thing. And um, we didn't set, like... We didn't communicate our expectations well, I think. So there's no boundaries of what you guys did. Yeah, and I think personally, on my experience of the whole thing, where I felt very controlled, um, where like, he didn't like it if I went to hang out with like certain people. Like I remember mm-hmm. when I met Denzel and Ryan, he didn't like it that my closest friends were guys. Oh, um, and like, like yeah, insecure. we should talk about red flags. What like what's your red flags? My for red guys? flags yeah, for yeah. guys. Um insecurity uh-huh. or at least like not being able to extend um trust because for me we were talking about it earlier where if i'm gonna date somebody mm-hmm. i'm gonna i don't care who you hang out with because i know that you're with me yeah so i don't care your best friend's a girl like or what or your whole group of friends are girls because deep down i know if you're gonna be with me you're gonna be with me and yeah. i hope that that can be reciprocated because when i didn't receive that then it made me question whether or not I should be friends with those people. Mm. Yeah, so that's like I think the biggest thing. Because I remember you saying how your last one, you to- you specifically told him that majority of your friends are males in London. Mm-hmm. And was he intimidated by that, or was he just like, oh, that's so cool? He was cool with it. Like my last boyfriend, like he he definitely had like hundred percent trust in me. Like he didn't care. It, I think it was more because. Um, like, there was an issue that a lot of my friends in uni were guys. It was just more, I think, because his personality, like, he's 
I would say very introverted. So if you're gonna go like. He, you guys have big personalities. So yeah. if another guy were to come in, like meet all my close friends that all have big personalities, I think that can take a lot, especially if you are an introvert and it takes you a while to come out of your mm-hmm. shell. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, and also I think like at the time, it wasn't like we were going to a lot of like social events. So there wasn't much like opportunities for him to like then, you know, get to know you guys. Because it was always, when we when he did come, it was always like a big group. Mm. And it's a bit much. Like yeah, I remember meeting you guys, and I'm like, "This is a lot." <laughs> like, most of the time, when we met the last one, mm. it was at like a club in a bit. Yeah, and like half the time we were smashed. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. So you're him. Mm. Hi. Oh, and we just disappeared for like two. Yeah. Months. Or like, and even then, like you're just like, oh, did I actually meet him? Like, I don't even remember. But actually, like, the first yeah. time I saw him, I thought he was your friend. Really? Yeah. I was like, uh, okay. I think it was um, was it Halloween? Yeah, Halloween. Halloween. I, thought, oh, this is I think that was when I introduced you guys kind of briefly. And I was like, oh, and then Ryan told me it was your, it was your like someone you're seeing. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. I just I just left you guys alone. Mm. And then I didn't know the night I saw you guys like, did you guys go back together or something? No, we didn't. You didn't? Yeah, maybe I saw someone else. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely saw like a tall figure, like a tall figure. Oh, figure. I was like, it can't be Alicia. It can be Alicia. I was like, oh, don't know. You have to check if the heels are on or not. Yeah, you don't, you don't wear heels. I don't wear heels. <laughs> you don't wear heels? I mean, I do with my family. Yeah. But like... Her family's tall. Really? I, I would assume so. Yeah, I'm like the shortest in my family. Oh my. How tall are you again? Like 5'8, 173. 5'8? 5'7? 5'7? 5'8? Oh, okay. Does that play a part in like, the reason why you date Caucasian men? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. In school. <laughs> not I don't I think it was rare for the Asian guys to be taller than me because oh, Asian yeah. guys like hit puberty a lot later, right? I'm probably going through it still. Twenty three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, like... hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we were riding Wait. that wave there. Um, Wait until you're thirty, yeah. Something yeah. Like no, shit. Nah, but Asians don't raise them. So. Nah. Yeah, that's it's it's fine. Yeah. You got you know you gotta take it's give and take. Yeah. Give yeah. And take. Like, majority of tall guys in our group are like five or five ten. Mm. I don't know anyone told them that in our immediately close group. Yeah, it's definitely hard. Like dating in Asia is so hard. Yeah, dating in Asia is quite hard. Oh like, shit! Okay. I want to know about that because I in Asia I is know, like... hard. Wait, wait, one sec. We roll. We roll. Oh, sorry. Dating in Asia. That's really interesting. Here we roll. Let's find leave it, leave it, leave it. All right, just clap. All right. Three, two, one. Okay. Now we're talking about dating in Asia. Mm-hmm. I'm dating your twenties specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So how's dating in Asia compared to dating in London? Okay, I don't think it's fair to compare dating in London because yeah. um, I wasn't single. I was single, but I wasn't going the, out. The, yeah, actively seeking. Because when you date at the time when we were in uni, you just date people that you kind of know. Yeah, or you meet. Yeah, in your circle, right? So it's kind of different. Whereas now in Singapore. First of all, Singapore is fucking small. And it's to the point where if you get their Instagram and you go on the Instagram mm-hmm. page, you know what they 80% are. chance you'll have like one to three mutuals. That's so weird. So even if you wanted something casual, you can't. Because I feel like that's the same though in Abacus. Yes. The circle is in, in, small. In, in the Asian community in, in London. Mm. I think that's the same thing. Yeah, like you'll know some it's like the six degrees of separation. Yeah. That's that's the same, right? Six degrees of separation. You're gonna know somebody, yeah. and 
Or if you don't, someone's going to know about you and they're going to tell them about it. Exactly. And it's not that you want to fuck around. It's just Mm. you just kind of want to keep it in your own bubble. And just to have that experience between the two of you. But you can't have that because there might be a chance that they're going to tell somebody and then it's going to come back to you. 100%. Yeah. And then, so it's hard. And then in Singapore, it's, they're either too short. If they're not short, they're weird. And if they're not weird, they're like psychotic or controlling. Seriously? Yeah. And then if you take all that out, they're taken. So. I mean, the good ones in Asia are usually taken quite early. Yeah. But they're taken at the age of what, 20? Yeah. I mean, now I think about Singapore is actually so, so small. It's so small because people start dating when they're like in school and then they go through like college, like, you know, college yeah. and whatever. And then, the army first, yeah, then they, they go and buy together. a house together and then they have a baby and then they're like my age. And I'm just kind of like, I am baby. <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really hard. And I think like in England, like say if a guy comes up to a girl and like hits on them, right? I feel like they're more respectful when a girl says, I appreciate that, you know, you came up to me to compliment me, but mm-hmm. I'm not interested. And the guy will be like, okay, cool. Like, thanks for entertaining this conversation. Like, have a good day. And then they'll move on. Yeah. In Singapore, oh my God. Like, I've had so many experiences where a guy has, like, come up to me in the mall and, like, tries to hit on me. And I'm like, oh, like, thanks, but I'm not interested. Like, thank you, but no. And they'll straight up be like, no, I think you should give me your number. And I'm like, no, I think you should fuck off. Like, yeah, and it's like broad daylight. And I'm like, no, like, I I don't want to. And then some of them have been like, no, but then if you don't give me your number, like, how can we go out? And I'm like, we're not. (laughs) They don't want to take the rejection. Yeah. It's like, like, exactly. And then, yeah, and like, Singaporean guys have this, like, I'm probably going to generalize here. I'm going to get hate, but like, whatever. But it's just my experiences. But it's like, they are unable to accept that a girl is not interested in them. Mm. I feel that's a lot of people, a lot of guys in Asia. Exactly. And it puts you off because then, because whereas here, it's like if someone hits on you, they get rejected. They might be like, okay, well then do you just kind of like want to be friends? Mm -hmm. But it's not in a weird way. No, of course not. And then because they're like so chill about it, you're like, oh, actually maybe, you know, you're pretty chill. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. But in Singapore, it's like just... That's go so weird. yeah it's really weird so what are the dating stories like like obviously you've been you've been on like online dating profiles mm-hmm. you had experience in that mm-hmm. how was that like compared to like someone introducing you to someone else i think when someone introduces you you tend to not have a like you have one less barrier right because yeah. you kind of trust that person judgment where they think oh i think these two people might mm-hmm. get it on so if especially if it's your friend that's introducing you you're gonna trust them like okay you know i'm gonna trust that this guy is not a, psych- a psychopath and yeah. then entertain the conversation but then when it's online like, you don't know what they're like that is true like you told me about one of your dates where they tried to kiss you at the end yeah i was just kind of like oh day. my god yeah. like get away from day. me did you not no. I feel like in, in London, it's like... London, I, it depends on your age, right? I think I found out that the younger you are, the less likely you succeed if you make it on the first date. Do you know what I think it is, actually? I think it's maybe... On, in, in dating in Asia, is it like actually dating? Also, you know what, like on, on dating apps mm. in London, it's like hookups. Do you know no, I mean? there's a good mix of both. There's a good mix. Yeah. Okay. But 
Yeah, I'm just not like that. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I can't. It's really weird. And also in Singapore, everyone lives with their parents. So where are you going to hook up? Yeah. They, oh, they go to like hotels. those motels. Yeah. Yeah. Motels. Motels, shit. hotels. On the, on the, on the yeah. outskirts. Shit, yeah, it's like... I said they do the same thing in Hong Kong. It's like a premier inn. Yeah. Is that yeah, yeah, one's yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's really Wait, hard. Do you have criteria? Uh, height. Height. Singlish? Uh, no. You hate Singlish? I was going to say. Okay, I have Singlish. Like, I can speak Singlish. Okay. I code switch. So yeah. if I speak to my parents, it will be in Singlish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that if we are drinking and we're playing a competitive game, the it's Singlish switching. comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of, I've heard of her, her Singlish side in Peck. I was like, wow, do we have a Singapore in here? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. Karaoke it's strong, like me and Tat call her out one time. Oh no. Oh, 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 say again. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So she gets funny. like PTSD and anxiety. Who's kissing me? Yeah, it's really bad. And yeah, I think when you get multiple dating apps in Singapore as well, you see the same people. Oh, yeah. Because you because the algorithm, they know what kind of people you swipe on. Oh. So then um they kind of pick up, I guess, and then like if you go from hinge to bumble. Yeah. You see the same people, and you're just kind of like, well, the, the pool is so, so small. small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you like experienced Hinge here while you're on holiday? Have you had a chance to even go to Hinge? Yeah, but again, no, like it's nothing. Nothing, nothing special. Yeah. And also, if I'm here, I don't want to be dating. Like, I'm oh, here to see my friends. Yeah. Okay. Are you looking for a relationship? Especially in, well, I don't know if you said you're career-orientated, so. I don't know, like... I was talking to Tommy about it earlier and it's mm. not that I, I think you just miss like companionship like someone to call and be like I had a really bad day yeah, yeah, yeah. and I know that you can do that with your friends but it's different I get you you it's know on, like, let's say like I have a bad you have a bad bad day mm-hmm. and like Sam's not there for example yeah like okay like, I'm gonna speak to me Chris for you yeah, like, yeah you don't really open up fully about what happened to you that day you may yeah. open up like 80% but what happens at like, 20% you want to save that for your significant other. Mm. Like that's where they, they can break it down to that like what really happened. Whereas we can only break down the surface area. Like I said that to Alicia that you, you're missing that like core companionship with someone that's intimate and I can fully understand you mm-hmm. compared to a friend. A friend can understand you fully, but not to that extent. That's what I said. Yeah, or it's even just, you know, when you just want to talk to somebody, but you don't actually have anything to say. It's just to call. You can just yeah. call somebody and just be like, I, I don't have yeah. a purpose. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, like you just call and maybe don't even speak. Yeah, it's exactly. You just put them there and then yeah, you kind yeah, of do yeah. your thing, right? Yeah, 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 I think I missed that. But then again, because I because I know that I missed that, I don't think that's the right mindset to go into a relationship. Of course, not just for that specific purpose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, and also like I work five and a half days a week. I don't have time. Mm. And it, when I do have the day off. It's like, do I want to just chill at home or do I want to hang out with my friends? Yeah. And then if you do go on a date and it goes shit, you're just like, wow, I just wasted a whole you evening. Also, you can also talk to someone else on the side. Like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, but that it's just so much me, effort. Like yeah. you see, you said no time, hard to find guys. Yeah, cool. but then I think I'm also like not, maybe I'm not prioritizing it. Yeah, okay. Um. So... Yeah. Well, you, as you said, like, you don't have time, right? But you're also making effort to go on dates. Let's say you were to find someone that you click with. Mm-hmm. Like, a couple dates down the line, you guys click, and you guys make it sort of exclusive. Mm-hmm. Everything. Would you carry on? Even though, knowing that your workload is getting, it's like increasing. Yeah. 
I think you'll never know that whether or not you're ready for a relationship until you're in it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, I agree with that statement, hundred percent. Yeah. So if I feel like it feels right, and and even though I am really busy with work, but that person doesn't add, isn't doesn't feel like work to me, then it should be fine. Because I can have a long ass day, but then if I hang out with like my significant other, mm-hmm. it's kind of like for you to just relax. Like it shouldn't feel like you're putting in effort. To spend yeah. time with them. That is true. Like you should not feel like the person you're with is that you're making effort every yeah. single minute of the day. Yeah, like you shouldn't feel like you have to make time for them. Okay, so what is your other red flag? So it's what did we say again? The first red flag. Oh, uh, like insecurities, insecurities and like trust. So high. Height. Height. Oh, that's not a red flag. That's like no, a. That's, that's not, like that's a. Not. That's like a solid hour. Yeah, but she yeah. wouldn't date any short kings. So like we're we saying five foot five. No, but she has that. You have dated. I have. Yeah. But how? You weren't significantly shorter. Like no, they weren't shorter. significantly shorter. I'm talking about three or four inches. If they were like a full head shorter than me, they would need to be like the most confident person ever. Oh, damn. But you would though. If they had like everything else, I, why not? Oh wow! Like they had like stability they make you laugh they sense of humor they fit to your family yeah if i'm if i if i'm with somebody who's like a head shorter than me but he he's so like confident about himself not Mm. to the point where he's arrogant but you know fully confident has everything like he's driven motivated all that other stuff that you know i'm looking Uh, for but and at the same time doesn't give a shit if i wear heels and we go on a date and doesn't care that if we walk like down the road and he gets looked then What's what's yeah, wrong? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but wow, have you found really have you found a person like that? I don't, no, I don't I mean, think so. <laughs> I mean, we have one person there, Kevin. Was <laughs> I'm not that. No, but you're confident in yourself. Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, get, I don't you, care what people. You reflect that on your surrounding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I just don't. I carry my. I just carry myself. I don't really care about the people. Yeah, but no. it's so. There's you'd be surprised as to how many guys actually oh, yeah, do. Because when you talk about insecurities, I was thinking mm. like. And I, I actually know loads of guys that are really insecure about that. Like, for example, you you going out and hang around with Ryan and mm-hmm. and so like, if someone if my friend's girlfriend did that, they'll be like blowing their fucking mind. Like, oh my god, she did this and that. That texts me. She, I'm like, oh my god, you need to relax, boy. Like, oh, yeah, you, you trust your partner. Like, yeah, there's nothing else to say. Exactly. exactly. So those are the three red flags. Mm. Long distance could be one. I don't think that's a red flag. Mm. Because you both partners have to make the decision to go into that. It's not just one person. It's a red flag if one person is imposing that decision on the other person. That's a red flag. Because then one person's not in it, you know? Yeah, it's just yeah. Like one's in and one's out. Exactly. It's one-sided. Yeah. I think another red flag is, like I just said, like imposing your beliefs on the other. I think it's fine for you to have separate opinions, separate beliefs. Um, and you can have like discussions about it, but I think what's important is that you're open into hearing the other person's side. And if you guys still don't agree, then just accept that you have different opinions and kind of yeah. move on. So this that next question leads like similar to that point. Okay. Would you consider your relationship with your uh, your partner if your friends don't mesh well with them, and you don't mesh well with his friends? Like we have completely different lifestyles. With the friend yeah, you group, don't like, you don't like the friend group. But why don't I like the friend group? Because of hobbies or because of personality? Personality. I want to say hobbies is fine. Personality okay. wise. Hmm. I think if my personality doesn't cl- click with them, it's fine. 
But I think it would be a red flag if I think the friends are not good for my partner. Okay. Yeah. So you're directing it at the friends, like if they're not good for my partner, but then your partner still chooses to be close friends with them. If that's the case. So whose fault is that then? Then obviously it's my partner's fault, right? Then if that's the case, then I don't think, you know, we should be together. Uh, would you not give him a chance to change? Just like straight up no. No, obviously I would give him a chance to change, but if he feels like his friends are good for him, despite like my opinions, and if when I say not good, like maybe like dragging him down, or you know all those like negative things, then I'm then that's that's him. Yeah, yeah. I think you are who you surround yourself with. Yeah, exactly. So you, if if that's the case, then you wouldn't really be with that other person because they're hanging around with those type of people, you know. Yeah, I mean, would I, like, aside from that, like, would I like to be friends with my partner's friends? Yeah, of course, right? Because you want to be integrated in their group and, like, do things together with them. But at the same time, like, you can't force something that's not there. Like, I would love for my partner to be close with my friends and do things together. But if they just don't click, then I think that would be a problem. Because for me, one of my values is for my partner to be friends with my friends. Yeah. So that's a green flag, though. Yeah. Or like at least like put even if you don't click at least put in effort to make conversation mm-hmm. when you are in those like yeah. social situations. Definitely, I agree. Yeah, I think it's though really hard to bring people into this into like this friendship. Yeah, have you seen them? Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Like it's, it's so intimidating. So I think it's tight. really intimidating. Like from an outside point of view, it's very intimidating. Like we have very strong personalities. I think to for you to join the group, you have to go through like. The easiest people first. We were talking about this. (laughs) So we were speaking about this, right? Yeah. For Alicia's next boyfriend, she they have to go through four people before we get given. There's like different levels of difficulty. Okay. Okay. So level one is Ryan. Is Ryan? Yeah. Because he likes everybody. If you don't pass Ryan, you're done. Yeah. Bye. Seriously. Not recycle. You're you're the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to Denzel, Denzel looks intimidating, Mm -hmm. but he's a big. He's a marshmallow. But then he won't show you that he likes you mm-hmm. until it's official. Yeah. Right? Until like we as a group accept you. And it goes from I say I say it goes to me first and tech. Cause we would like to like interrogate the person first. But I want to get to know you more to see if you're actually a good person. I think it would be tech than you. No, tech. No, tech is the bystander. So tech will observe That's what I was thinking. The, yeah. Like every, like him trying to go through all of them mm-hmm. and suss out like how he's gonna like maneuver the conversation yeah. that's tack ta- yeah and I'll, I'll just say it straight like why are you dating her yeah like you're, you are like just like always just like, like, I, have, like, a, I have a dart in my hand Duh. yeah trying to hit the balls out of him yeah I would do that 100% yeah, I but know. I didn't get to do it with the last one because every time we met we were like you were let's have a drink let's go to my table let's have some drinks yeah that's really it's really hard to actually get to talk to you without alcohol in your system. <laughs> or like crazy. You're just, you're just a crackhead, honestly. Yeah. He's yeah. a clown. Reality <laughs> <laughs> check. I'm still a clown. Yeah. But even if I'm sober, I still do some dumb shit. Like the other day, right? We were celebrating Zoe's birthday. Apparently, I was running with a kickbox and trying to offer, offering it to someone. <laughs> someone was on a scooter. With, there were two people on the scooter, right? On the, in the same scooter. And apparently, I don't remember this. I actually don't. I was holding the kickbox. I chased after them. In the middle of chatter. Like, that's something I would do when I'm drunk, but I wouldn't do that when I'm sober. 
That's how you know he grew up in the countryside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how I make friends, guys. I offer people cake in the middle of the street. <laughs> we should do that for next episode. What's next? What's next? Next is, okay. Who out all your exes or even people that you're dating now or like you're seeing, would you stay friends with? Would you stay friends with your exes? Depends on how it ended. Then how it ended. Yeah, definitely circumstantial. Uh, definitely would stay friends with my last ex. Wait, yeah. what's the? What's, can you explain the circumstance? Because for oh, me, I'll be like, I would never ever stay friends with exes because I feel like it could catch feelings and then and then that whole situation would even get even worse. Okay, like see, okay, I, I would never stay friends with an ex if they cheated or you know did mm-hmm. something like hurtful like all that kind of stuff like one and yeah. done kind of thing but i think if you broke up on like based on like circumstances then it's not because anything bad happened in mm-hmm. the relationship it's just you guys were in either different stages of life or just different physical locations yeah then i think you could still be friends yes i think there's a risk of you maybe potentially getting feelings if you were like in the same place again but then that's a pro- that's not really like a bad it's problem. Not a bad thing, yeah, especially if you as you said like if it's not like anything bad. Yeah. Of, of course, like if you guys get together, get together again, it's, it's just fine. Yeah, exactly. It's like starting round two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, I personally wouldn't. Like, you wouldn't. I've, I've tried. Yeah, but like the people you've dated. Yeah. Local, <laughs> local. Oh my god. No, like I've tried becoming friends with like my exes, but it does not work out for good reasons. Mm. It's because it drags on. So let's take example, you still have feelings after you break up, no matter what happened, okay? And then it drags for months and months. Like you're emotionally exhausted. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to the point where you're like, you're wondering if it's even right to still speak to them. Like, why don't you just cut yourself out of their life and enjoy your life without them and see how much you, you improve as a person. That's, not, that's personally what I did. And I drastically changed my point of view of how I do things now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Kevin touched for it as well, like how I have improved mentally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> you looked at me I'm like, I wasn't going to make a joke or anything. No, I'm no, just no, no, like, no, definitely, you definitely improved. Like, yeah, yeah. Kevin's been there supporting me a lot. Yeah. But um, I think with that, it comes with like emotional maturity of both sides. I'm going to say so, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. in your case, I don't know if. I can't speak for it, but one maybe one person wasn't as mature as you'd like to be, right? Because if two people break up, it's obviously most of the time it's one person driving in. So as much as it hurts the person that's being broken up with, I feel like you sort of owe it to your ex-partner to give them the respect of respecting their decision and giving them that space Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, you don't want to be with me anymore. As hard as it is to not talk to you, you clearly like don't want me in your life anymore, so. But, but the thing is, if you say that you, you don't mean my life, you break up, and you still constantly try to interact with me. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. You need to have to emotional maturity to respect that they don't want you in life and just not talk to them yeah, as hard as it is. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. And I'm not, not only like saying I regret it, but it's been good so far. So, yeah, I have more freedom. <laughs> A lot of freedom to do what I want. I think if that's no, the case, then you shouldn't be in that relationship in the first place. Yeah. I no, feel like, like we, we didn't know, innit? So, hmm. you, you want, as, as you said, you won't know until you get in a relationship. If that person's yeah. good or bad for you. But now you've been in one, with them, you can like weigh the pros and cons. Mm. Especially if you know that 
you can tell yourself you can well, you can see how much you can handle in any relationship. Huh? Like I know what I want and don't want in the next one. Okay, I have a question. Would you rather date one person your whole life, and like there's nothing wrong in that relationship, or would you rather date like multiple people? I would rather like go date, through multiple people before uh, you find multiple someone. people because mm. it improves me as a person and I get to see different sides of me. Mm. Like I get to yeah. see how I'm at my worst and I I can pick myself back up multiple times, not just once, and I can see that. I have a good network of support around me, and I can see that there are people there for me, even though if I don't have a partner. Like I don't need someone constantly pushing me. I already have someone constantly pushing me. That's my mom. Like I think for Kev's different case, he's he's always had that solid rock. I mean, for me, yeah, because I've I've only had one girlfriend. Okay. And it's been literally she's my only girlfriend. Okay, so I guess this question's yeah. So like we've been going out for five years now. I'm nearly hitting six, and so like. I think in any relationship, there is also there's obviously red flags, green flags, right? She's always she's obviously the best of me, and the worst of me. And I feel like whatever relationship you go into, there's going to be pros and cons anyway. Yeah. It's just like it's about compromise, I think. Mm-hmm. And like yes, yeah, it's, it's give and take. So whoever you are with, it's going to be that anyway, you know. And I I just that I've been with someone for that long, like we've grown, essentially we've grown together, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously, and like my cousins and my friends say to me, like they've said it to me like a few years ago, like two years ago, and they said that if you have any regret now, you should just get like you should just go. But I was like saying, I'm not going to, because there's nothing wrong with all me and some other relationship. I'm not going to throw that away. Yeah. Just because of my selfish needs, I want to date this girl, that girl. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's really like immature, and it's like, why would I throw such a precious thing now for mm-hmm. that? So it's like, yeah, I just I. Are you also her first boyfriend? No, she's second, second. Okay. Yeah, I, I the thing is, I was, I was a dick, like eighteen years old. Okay. Like really bad. Like I did. I, obviously, my first girlfriend. I really, I wasn't very emotional. Um, I was just really cocky, arrogant, all that stuff. And then obviously, the thing is, I don't know if if she taught me how to love, you know, because mm-hmm. like. She taught you her version of how to love. Right? Yeah, so I don't know. That's I don't know now if it's di- if it's like that's the way I I show love now because mm-hmm. of her. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. I don't know how to explain it. Like, but like honestly, I, I love her anyway. So, you know, you heard it, Sam. He loves you. Because <laughs> I think a lot of people like think about that. What you just said, mm. like, yeah, I'm really happy and like really stable in this long term relationship. But then there's a part of them like, fuck, like I'm missing out on like single life. Mm-hmm. And then they question whether or not they should try, yeah. right? Yeah. So what about you? One person or like 10 people before the one? The, the, the latter. Because like you said, I think with each relationship, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, and definitely. like what, what you actually need and what you value in a relationship and what you don't want. So that in your next one, it's easier to be like, actually, you don't do this. So no, thank you. Yeah, so but I want to fail multiple times and then get a good one. Yeah, and, like ace my test the first time. Yeah, I feel though like I I learn regardless if I'm like I'm learning right now still. You know, mm. I don't need to go through like ten different relationships to be like who I am. Mm. Yeah, I think you're one of the lucky ones. Yeah, definitely I'm one of the lucky. Yeah, you haven't met Sam. If I haven't met Sam, and you met someone that like. I'll be the biggest dickhead you'll know right now. 
I genuinely believe that because I, I, I've changed so, so much, you know, and plus, plus the people that I've met as well. I just feel like if, if I was single and no one told me no, mm. it's game over. I don't think I could ever go back. Genuinely, I, I think I would have been the biggest knobhead you would ever know. How, because you're, you've obviously been like dating her for a really, really yeah. long time. How do you like keep the relationship like exciting? Yeah. That, yeah, because that's something that I think about a lot. It's, do you know what? I think, I, I think it's the, the final destination where you want to, where you want to be. So you both have a goal in mind where you want. But how do you make sure that you guys are both, obviously, you're both like comfortable in the relationship. Yeah. But how do you make sure that it's not complacency? Because we're, gro- we're growing towards that goal. Okay. That's why, that's how, that's how we, that's how we, well, I'm speaking like that. That's how, that's how I think of it. Okay. Now, no, he, he's he's waiting for, he's waiting for her to graduate and get a good six-figure job. Oh, yeah, then he's going to retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay at home, dad. You know, Got three it. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the plan, that's the plan. Honestly, like, not a bad no, plan. I'm not a bad plan, but I'm just joking. Bro. Obviously, I'm trying to find my sugar mommy still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it is just having that goal in mind where you where you guys want to be at the end. Because yeah. if you if you can't see that with your other partner, then why are you in that relationship? No, but it's I think with relationships, like I did see that yeah. goal, right? Okay. But sometimes I'm like, oh, are we just too comfortable? Like, are we complacent? We're kind of doing like the same things, like not really making an effort to do like go okay. on dates or like do something new well, like, and you're just well, doing the same routine over and over well Kev he goes on multiple dates like he'll he'll make time to I think it's just like I just I just really enjoy spending time with Sam you know just really actually That's enjoy so it. Cute. That's so cute shut up man oh my god this is <laughs> blushing guys blushing if that ain't love I know right god do you think we should change the name no like, how did you guys even come up with the name he liked it he, he thought of it oh. no it's it to be fair I, I give credit to Vaughn because he's the one that named the group bunch of bananas, and then bunch of bananas. Oh, that was your group. Chat. Oh, really? That yeah, in our uni, it was bunch of bananas, and that then bunch of bananas revival bunch of bananas. Yeah. Oh shit! I was thinking, wait, I get called bananas quite a lot at home. What was that? In family? Yeah. They call you banana. Yeah, because I'm yellow on the outside, white on the inside. Oh. What was that? Why did you just call me a lemon? They just call me white, bro. I'm just like full on. Yeah, you're just full on. White. I'm just white, bro. Well, you act more Asian than some people. I think because I'm just hanging out with more Asians now. Did you not in school? No, I was. All my friends were white. Same. Yeah. So you just... know, it was only until uni where I felt Asian pride. Like, I know this. Oh. Is, I know this sounds so cheesy. Asian pride. As in, like, okay, I was. Guys, guys, guys we have, we have, we have started Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. fine. It's recording. it's recording. As in, like, I felt so embarrassed in school, or like ashamed to be Asian. And you know, like all those memes you saw like during like the Asian hate thing, where yeah. you brought like your udon or whatever to school, uh-huh. and then your friends or like people in your school be like, "The fuck is that? Like, why does that smell like that?" Yeah. And then you're like, "Oh my god! Like, I don't. Let me just eat my like ham sandwich." Yeah, I remember making ham sandwiches because of that reason. Yeah, I was like, this is fucking god. Yeah, yeah, and, then, and then down the line, like fucking six one time, we got to eat that. Oh, this is nice. Yeah, or what they're like, this? "Can we go to that matcha cafe?" Yeah. Bro, like my answers are doing that shit. Like, <laughs> okay, it's more kind of Asian. I'm not Japanese, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was just like genuinely when I joined Abacus, I was like, this is fucking lame. Like, why am I doing this, right? And then like, but two then weeks I, after that, you're like, oh shit. I'm yeah, cool. and I was just like, it's it was so nice to be around your people. This sounds so good, like no, so cringy, yeah, but it it, it, felt, it felt so nice to be like, oh shit, like 
we're actually fucking cool. Yeah. Like, culturally. We're different. Yeah, we're so interesting. And I just never felt that in school until uni, where I'm just kind of like... This is why she went uni. It wasn't for education, it was for the Asian pride. Oh, yeah. Only if Asian guys were six foot. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if they're six foot and above someone, they're dickheads, so... Yeah. I'm okay. Just saying, I'm ready. If I was six foot, my energy would be different. Would you not agree? Just be, be a, big, a bigger personality. Way bigger. It'll be. Yeah. I don't know. Think about it. You mm. being six foot, you'd be like Eric times four. Yeah. Like that's how loud you'd be. Yeah. I remember, like, because I have a lot of social anxiety. Uh huh. And. I would say I'm quite tall for an Asian. And so when I would walk, I remember in uni, like when I walk into like the first time I met like all these people and I tried to like physically shrink myself small, make myself smaller. Cause I was like, this is a lot of personalities are coming at me and I'm, I'm obviously new. And then Ryan, bless him. He's so social. Yeah. And he just left me. He, he was like, oh my God, like this is my friend. He like fucked off. And I was standing there like, I don't know any of these people. And I'm just standing so awkward. And I just felt like everyone was like looking at me in my head, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't just the guys, it was the girls as well. They're like, wow, she's tall. Really? Yeah. The girls are like, wow, she's a tall Asian. She's like five foot eight. Like, you don't really get many tall Asian girls about five foot eight. I, I don't know why you would like do this. Yeah, so I was like, let me just it, let me man, just go in the corner with my it, drink. Man. And yeah. Yeah, my first impression of you was just like, you're tall. But I'm taller. <laughs> okay, so I'm I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not losing you to height. That was lame. And then what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So we are talking about mental health. Okay. Okay, um so growing up. Is an, in an Asian household, mm. what sort of expectations did your family have of you? Like, did they want to become a doctor? Did they want to become like something, someone that's successful or not? Or did they even give a fuck about your life? Honestly, I was quite lucky with my parents. Um, I think when we were really young, my... I, I don't know. I think my dad had expectations where he would want us to excel. But I think... Um, after like an incident happened I think he realized that actually if as long as they then they told us like as long as you try Mm -hmm. that's okay and for my dad it was I don't care if you get 40% in a test as long and as long as you try again for the next one you get 41 and there's improvement no matter how small that's good and that's all that matters because you you improved even though it was small so with that, it was kind of like nice that it's not that I didn't need to try, but if they saw that I put an effort to study for something and the results didn't show, it's okay. Because I knew that, and they also knew that I tried my best. Yeah. So that's my parents. But I gave myself a lot of pressure to excel, to be... Because you want to prove a point that you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I wanted to be, I wanted to be the best, okay. right? So... I don't know if it's because of like the school that I was in uh-huh. or in my head, it was just this memory of like needing to do well. Cause I think the the earliest memory where I felt like I wasn't good enough was such typical like Asian example was when I did a Mandarin test mm-hmm. in year six and I got 98%, which is like 
pretty good, right? You're six. That's really good. Yeah. So then I I remember like showing my mom like look at this shit like oh my god it's so good blah 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 and my dad worked a lot so he was never he's barely ever home because he traveled and. My mom told me to like wait up for my dad to come home and show him like yeah. my paper, and I was like, "Yeah, that's cool." Like waited, and then he came home. I showed him my paper. I was like, "Look, I got ninety eight," and I remember standing there for what felt like hours of him telling me why I lost the two percent. <laughs> that's so typical. That, yeah, that was that's like what... my earliest memory, and I remember him telling me like, "You didn't." Like you didn't check your answers, like all these careless mistakes. Like you have to revise when you finish your homework. You revise, yeah, yeah, and like all that kind of stuff. And at that moment, I was like so angry, and was like, "Why the hell did I wait up to show you this <laughs> shit?" And I remember just like not even wanting to look at the paper and just yeah. feeling like it wasn't good enough. And I think that kind of like subconsciously that stemmed my need to be good. And I don't even remember. My mom told me this recently, where he actually came to apologize to me because mm-hmm. he was like, "I had a bad day. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you, you know, that was." Yeah. That was yeah. But I think it was so traumatizing to me as a child wow. having that. Where I don't even remember it, and from there it kind of stemmed where it's like, "I need to be good. I need to be really, really good." And then I like changed British schools in Shanghai, and it was only good for the people, but the school was so toxic. It, they cared so much about like the image, mm-hmm. and I so I did IB, not A levels, and I remember like a couple weeks into like first term of IB, like three of my teachers told me to drop the higher level subjects because they're like, you're not gonna make it. Wow. And I was like, I need these subjects to go into uni. Like, how can you? Why aren't you like giving me the chance to? Work or like help me, yeah, right? Yeah, Rather yeah, than yeah, drop yeah. me. But I was in the class with like those Asians that are just so fucking smart. They get it even without having to listen to the teacher. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that dumb Asian in the front, being like, I don't know what the hell's going yeah. on, you know? Um, yeah. So it was a lot of that, and I think that also fueled the need to work hard for other people. But then mm-hmm. that's not the right mindset. Like it's supposed to be for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah and then again like for university like for a time i wanted to do medicine and then the uni counselor was like no you can't do medicine because your grades aren't good enough yeah so i think that a lot of it like added towards again like my need for perfection which then adds to like my anxiety of needing to be good but again it wouldn't be to fulfill like a personal goal it would be to show that i'm not a failure Mm. yeah well, I never had that urge other than sports. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it was like, I, if I wasn't good enough, I'll just drop it. Um, I, I, obviously, you want to do like good for yourself. Because mm-hmm. like, the teacher told me to drop physics, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're shit at it. I was like, bye. Yeah, no one, <laughs> no yeah. one really told me to drop any subjects in like sixth form. They just told me, they encouraged me, but I knew that I didn't like it, so I dropped it myself. Like, yeah. I think the only time where I needed perfection, like, I felt like I needed to pursue per- perfection was. In like when I was training for badminton, like I would wake up every single day at six a.m. just to go for a run, and I'll go to school, come back after school, go training, and do the same cycle. Even during summer, like I didn't really socialize during summer, mm. I'll go to training camps, and that just like made me realize that I can push myself to that limit. I think though it's because you liked really like badminton. Yeah, I had so, I had so much yeah. passion for it. It's like because like, for, for me in physics. I don't like physics. I'm just gonna drop it anyway. Yeah. You know I mean? But if, if you're working towards your own goal, 
Like, if someone said to me, you're not like, you, you can't do art. I'd be like, fuck you, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I wouldn't, well, there's also that. that I had a drive to prove to myself that I can catch up because I started training pretty late. Like, from the age of 14 and a half till like 18, I had to catch up because mm-hmm. these guys started training at the age of nine. So physically, I had to catch up. I, technically, I also had to catch up. But my physical fitness was better than them because I did multiple sports that like helped me take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where I was competing against them at the same level. And I was just like, is it really worth it if I'm just doing it to become a better version? Am I enjoying it now? And I just stopped like improving after that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I legit lost passion, lost the drive after the age of 18 or 19. I was like, wow, I'm not really enjoying it anymore. So I'm just doing it just like show that I'm better than you. Yeah. Like I'm not doing it for myself anymore. Yeah. And I think to bring back to your question, like how it was with my upbringing, like luckily I wasn't one of those Asian kids where my parents told me to study more. If, they was, if anything, they were like, study less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents never told me to study. No, <laughs> my parents told me to study. I did not study. Mm. I will just go to the internet cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Skip Chinese school. Yeah. But to say that again, my parents are quite like strict. Like it was you come home from school, you have tuition, then you do your homework and then no like TV or anything on the weekdays and then on Fridays you can go out and play, but then on the weekends you have to like finish your homework before you go out. And is then this, is this typical though in Singapore? Well this was in Shanghai. Oh in Shanghai. Sorry. Um I mean it's pretty normal, like amongst my friends. Well, at least like Asian friends. You yeah. had like the few white people that were kind of okay. strict. But yeah, yeah, but then it would still be like, if I went out to play, it would be just for an hour and then you had to come home. Mm. Yeah. Or like if I remember, like if I went to my friend's house to play, I would have to go to my friend's house and then call home with their home, like home phone yeah, yeah, to yeah. tell my mom that I had reached the friend's place. Even yeah. though it's like, because we lived in like a gated community, it's still within the compound. Okay. So... It's not like I'm gonna go anywhere, no, no, but no. like it's like that Asian, yeah. Are you kidnapped? No, I'm not here. <laughs> yeah. I finally arrived. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. I've you're saying that like, you never ever even call. You don't even call your parents when you're out when you're a kid. No, they call me. Yeah. That way, oh, I'm on my way home. I'm, my phone died. It's so different though yeah. in, in here compared to China or like yeah, Shanghai. Yeah, so I think different. also like because you guys would like go to and from school like yourself, right? Yeah, like, for us, if you lived close to campus, you, then you'd, like, go yeah. to school. But for us, the school bus will come pick you. So you're only ever going to go from point A to point B. Yeah. And, like, the, the, there would be, like, those, um, like, bus monitors, like, taking attendance, that making sure that you're oh, there. Wow. So there's really no other way that you can go. Because if you miss the bus, you, you're, you're not going to be able to yeah. get home. I had home. that experience in Malaysia. Yeah. Like, they will just take me to school directly. Mm. But I have so much freedom coming over here. I just enjoyed it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take detours coming on the way back. I'll even take the bus and take the train. Because like in London, when you're under the age of 16, yeah. like the tube fare was like, back in the day, it was like what, a pound. And that was like a bit of my pocket money. But obviously I had fun doing it. So I'll take the bus for free, find a different route, and find a faster route to come back home. Sometimes I get lost because my phone dies. <laughs> or sometimes it's that's how like I'm, I got that like, attitude to speak to strangers for opening like oh can you tell me what this is can you show me what that is because i'm always scared mm. like what, what are you gonna do kidnap me and like what take me somewhere i'm in the uk like if i go missing my mom will probably call the police after two days oh, after two, two days because wow. like, like she works pretty late and then when she comes back home 
she sometimes checks up on me. She, she doesn't sometimes do it as well. Because during that time, I lived and I also had my own room. And um, she would come back like, say, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. And then um, she would get too tired to check up on me because I know what time she comes home and I'll stay awake. Mm-hmm. I'll say hi to her. But there'll be times where she forgets and I must go back to sleep because I can hear the door open. Mm. And like, obviously, she's like, oh, if you go missing for two days, I'll probably call the police. <laughs> two days. I don't contact my parents back then, like, two hours. Two hours? Mine's like 10 minutes, really. Oh my God. I get a fucking bot. I get beaten up, but not, not physically. You have your parents not made time <laughs> Yeah, I, I enjoy the freedom. Especially if this, this train station I got on to get to school, a few of my teachers lived quite close to me. Mm-hmm. I'll say hi to them, but then I won't go back with them. Like, I know what time to finish because after school activities, I'll play that badminton, I'll play basketball, do all kinds of like sports activities. And then they'll also finish at the same time. And mm-hmm. they'll also go home around the same time as me. So I'll see them and I'll speak to them. Mm-hmm. That's how I, I became the teacher's pet. Yeah, speak to me. Would you guys raise your kids the same way your parents raised you? Or what are aspects that you think you'll take and what you will like do different? Mm. Spend more time with them. Oh, yeah. 100% spend yeah, more time with them. Definitely spend more time with them. The thing is... Because my, my mom's like, parenting style is very similar to my grandma's. Like, you, get, you can have all the freedom you want. Just that you need to know that I need to know that you're safe. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. And they don't really care what you do in life. Just that you need to be safe. And uh, that you know that you, you have support. But then that also has a downside to it. Because my family is quite big. So mm-hmm. she, my grandma didn't really spend time with each individual person. And that kind of like passed on to my mom. My mom didn't really spend much time with me. She spent more time with my sisters than me. Mm. And then when I came to UK, she tried to spend more time, but then obviously I didn't really see her as a mom. I saw my auntie as my mom. And I felt like my mom was my auntie rather than my real mom. Yeah, that's what uh, that, I would definitely change mm. with my kids. What about you? I feel like my parents, the way they, how they raised me is like, they just gave everything they could. And I think that mindset is really good. Mm-hmm. like. My parents, they can't, obviously, they can't help me with education. They didn't go to education themselves. They couldn't spend time with me because they were too busy working. So, like, they just provided as much as they can towards their kids. Yeah. So, like, when I have kids, I'll just do the same thing. But the things I can actually do, like, like I can help them with their homeworks. Mm-hmm. I can spend more time with them. Yeah. There's nothing, like, major I would change. Because, like, the, the way they think as well. They're very... A generational gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very, the thing is, they're not even that close-minded, my parents. Right. So, I think, they, I was just raising how my parents raised me, essentially. I don't, they never beat me or anything like that, you know? They yeah. just couldn't, they just, they just, they could only give what they could, they could give. Yeah. yeah. So, I think it would just be the same, but just my my way, like, I can actually help them. Mm-hmm. In my own way. As, as long as I give them my 100% to them, it's fine. So, would you, like, send your kids to international school, like, boarding school? Uh, so mine wasn't a boarding school, which is in, it was it wasn't boarding school, it was just oh. international school. So oh, it's boarding school. No, no, no. Like my whole family lived in Shanghai. Um, it's it's basically the same as your school, except it's just it's international, not state. Oh. Um, honestly, I would love to send my kids to international school, 
But now, like financially, I don't think it's possible. It's we were very lucky in the sense where, like, majority of the people that went to international school, the fees were paid by your dad's or your parents' company.、Mm-hmm. So it wasn't funded on your own, which we were very, very lucky because if you were, it's fucking expensive. Like yeah, my. Last two years of high school of Ivy was more expensive than my sister's university fee. What? Oh my god! Like you, you know、That's、how crazy、insane. that is.、Yeah. And we were so lucky; like we didn't need to pay for that. And so I think part of it, because you have this privilege, I think a lot of me and my friends felt like we were given this opportunity. You、mm-hmm. better fucking milk it. Like you're not gonna put all your parents' hard work to waste just to fuck around. I mean,、yeah. yes, you had those kids that just. Was like aloof and just didn't fucking care.、Yeah. But I think a lot of thankfully, like me and my friends, we all had the same belief where not everyone gets this experience. So、That's、if you're gonna、young. get this like、At、type of education and these opportunities, you you should make it worth your while. And so so going back so going back to the question, are you living for your parents or living for yourself? Definitely, I don't know. I think. Seems that you don't want to disappoint them, so. At what stage? Of course, I don't want to disappoint them. Have you like separated the idea of living for them or for yourself at this stage of life? I think it's it's a good、uh, amalgamation of both. Like, I will still do things that I want to do. My、mm-hmm. parents never say, "I'll、oh, do this for us,"、mm-hmm. but I definitely feel like I owe it to them to like give them a return of investment. You know? Yeah. yeah And yeah. what is that an Asian ma- mindset? Yeah, probably. But I think. Because of the gen, like my parents didn't grow up like well off.、Mm-hmm. They were poor. Like their highest level education is, I think, like high school or something. So, for them to turn their life around like one eighty and to I came here for university. Like、yeah. they didn't even go to university. So, is it for them? Yeah, probably a little bit. But I know that the things that I'm doing is for myself, and with that, it's for them because I am like. Bettering myself, and so that I can like be like independent. Yeah, you know.、Well、so I think for like Asians, it's very hard for you to be like for yourself or for your parents because it's very hard for us to separate our identities because、yeah. we have that like innate belief that what you do well, will affect what, them too.、Mm. Yeah. Also, like what they've given you, you want to give back. Exactly. Like, yeah. Interest. Yeah, but it's, it's harder now because it's harder to like have that opportunity. Yeah, as you said, like the, there's rising prices of everything. It's crazy, and like the compet like the competition is rising.、Mm-hmm. Like what makes what what makes us stand up from the club? That、like, we have to do a lot of stupid stuff, or not even stupid stuff, like a lot of to have a lot of success in the field. It's quite hard. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of pressure that I put on myself too because. I want to be able to give my kids the same opportunities that my parents gave me, but in this time, like day and age, that shit is hard.、Mm. It's so hard, and for what I do for a living, is not gonna pay for that, you know. Unfortunately,、um, unless you run your own company. Yeah, but even then, it's like so expensive. So I think I have a lot of pressure where I feel like because I got to like. Go overseas to study or like travel and stuff. Like I want my kids to have those opportunities. I think you'll get there. You have you have a really really good mindset. Like I think you'll be able to achieve it in the future. Not even mindset. Just her, like like her work ethic is ridiculous. That's what I'm just like listening to you right now. I think she will study like six、yeah. hours a day. I'm like, why are you studying six hours a day? 
Like, it's physio. I'm like, why are you studying six hours? <laughs> I got a feet to rub, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, the stories that you told, you and Ryan told me about your, like, placement, like, having to, like, clean someone's backside. Wow. Just for a degree. <laughs> um, we do it because we want to help people. Yeah. You sure? Oh, and then, yeah. like, you, you, and you complain about how, stink, how like, the stinky is. Oh, my days. Yeah. Why are you doing this, bud? Yeah. Well, well, this is what Ryan did. He's like, oh days. shit! So you technically done a prostate sample, or that age? Wow, I respect that. Have you guys ever um, felt like you disappointed your parents? A hundred percent. Like, but genuinely, like, had that self-reflection moment where you're like, shit, like, I really fucked up. I don't think so. I haven't done anything that dumb yet. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it was, I think when I dropped out of my first junior, she was like, oh, shit, like, yo, what did I do with you? She basically sat me down, I was like, what did I do with you? You dropped out of uni. I can't even find a job. That's what she said to me. I'm like, why can't you just apply to a uni? I'm like, no, I want to take a gap year. Mm. And I went to work, and she's like, you better sign up for uni again. I did that, and then the second disappointment was, this was a killer, was when I rejected doing masters. Because she cause, like, persistently asked me to do masters. Like, I want you to go to uni, graduate, and do a master's. I was like, I'm not doing a master's. Because she really compares me to her brother. Like, my her, my uncle finished his master's at the age of 35. Like, master's in uh, finance, and he's doing really well in Malaysia. Well, I was told him, we don't need master's at this age. age. A master's is just a title. Yeah. Like, you're using that title comp- to compare me to my uncle. Is that fair? Like, what if I was to you, compare you to my uncle? That's not fair. And I said that to her, she's like, you can't, you can't use that card on me. I'm like, I can, because you use the same card on me. And, and she kept going. I was like, give me a year to think about it. Like, had that whole COVID year. Moved out, did my own thing. Came back, went back to her and said, I'm still not going to master's. And she told me to think about it for six more months. And I told her straight up, still not doing a master's. So like, it was a consistent disappointment, saying, mm. I don't want to do a master's. No, no, no. Because she compared me to her brother, and also my dad's brother. Like, he's in architecture, and he he done his master's quite young, like 27. In Malaysia, that's quite young. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's earning, like, six figures in Malaysia. I'm like, that's fine. I, I don't want to do master's, because some of my friends that did master's are not doing what they studied. Yeah, I like, think it's only worth doing if you know what you want to study further in. But even then, like you said, it's not necessary anymore. So yeah, oh shit. Have you felt like you disappointed your parents? Or your sister? You, you know this question, yeah? I feel like, so your parents, your dad, your dad said, as long as you improve, yeah, it's okay, right? Yeah. And I think that mindset is like, that's not, I feel like it depends because like, if I disappoint my parents, I'm disappoint myself. And then I'm not pushing myself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you're doing something but like completely left, then you just disappoint, you disappoint yourself essentially, right? Like you need to, I don't know how to say it. I mean, I would disappoint myself if I did the masters because I would not put 100% into the masters. That, that's my, my like thinking if I did the masters. Like, I would not enjoy doing the masters. My parents didn't care what I did though. They didn't care 
how much money I earned, how much, what, like, what I did as a job. They just wanted me to be happy with what I am doing right now. Mm-hmm. So, as long as I, I guess, as long, as long as I'm happy, then, you know, I'm, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm pushing myself, pushing myself towards a goal that I want to do, then it should be fine. That's, that's, how, I, that's how I see it. No, that, my, my parents, I don't think they'll ever be disappointed in me. Unless I did some fucked up shit. You know? Like burn a house down. No, if it, like, honestly, even if, it, if I burn a house down, my dad, my dad would just turn around and be like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, that's disappointment. No, it's, like, like, it's just like, you just, my, my son's stupid. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't call it disappointment. I don't think I've ever... That 2% though. Yeah. 2% that shit was rough. I don't think I've ever done anything for them... To feel like I've disappointed them. I think the biggest thing that made them, like, I guess, shocked them the most, and this is like the smallest thing ever, but I once like lied to them about where I was going, and they they caught me. Yeah. And it wasn't even, I wasn't even like going clubbing, I wasn't even doing anything crazy, but like, when I used to hang out with my friends and like when we were old enough to like go out with your friends like during the day, like shopping or whatever, I would have to tell them, for example, like which mall I was going to. Mm-hmm. And if I was only going to this one mall, oh, I can only be in that one <laughs> mall. Like I am not allowed to cross the road and go to the second yeah, mall. Yeah, yeah. So I remember <laughs> like they dropped me off at mall A and then we got there and then I remember getting there and then my friends calling me and like some people that I was with saying that they don't actually want to be in this mall. Uh-huh. They want to be in the other mall. But these people that I was friends with are first of all like Caucasian and European. So mm-hmm. their parents don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean they do but as long they just know that they're going to come back home. They're going to go out and they're going to come back home. Whereas for me it's like I only ask permission to go to mall A. <laughs> Therefore I can only be present in mall A. I and I was in this, yeah, and I was like in this state of panic because I'm like, do I <laughs> call my mother or my parents to tell them like, oh, like actually we're going here, not here? Because mm-hmm. then they'll be like, why didn't you tell us earlier? Yeah. Why didn't you um, plan better? Which is like normal for them to do. So in the end, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just cross the road and go to <laughs> yeah. Mall B. I have the worst luck in this whole in in the world. They they saw they saw me like go to the other place oh, no. and then i remember like getting a call from my mom and being like oh i know that we said that you can come home at like eight or whatever but you now have to be home by five and i was like why like yeah. like why do i have to be home oh it's just like logistics of the car like you you have to just come home by mm-hmm. five you're gonna get picked up at five and i was like okay i go back home oh my god they were just like where did you go and i was like oh, i went to mall a your, and your then yeah. and they were i remember them like sitting in their room and i was like, i went to mall a and they're like really you went to mall a and then i was like yeah yeah I did. Okay and they were like um they were just asking me like a bunch of questions about it and i remember my dad being like, i'm gonna ask you one more time where did you go and i was like I went to Mall B. <laughs> and then it was this whole thing where they're like, you lied to us. Like, you didn't... Why did you... Like, blah, 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 blah. And then I was... I remember I was like 14. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, I understand why you're upset. But it's more the fact that I didn't feel comfortable enough to explain to you that I'm actually going here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even doing anything sus. 
it's just that you guys are so fucking like uptight and like I get it like you're protective and we're in China whatever but I didn't feel like I could tell them and for them to understand mm. and it was this whole thing because they were like I can't believe you lied to us like <laughs> na 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 and then I remember they took it's away my phone right they took away my laptop like oh my and because like in school we needed our laptop for stuff so they only gave it to me like for work and I was like so angry because I'm like I I don't even know how to explain to you why I didn't feel comfortable enough to share that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I remember my sister being mad at me too because she's like I can't believe you lied to them. Like why didn't you tell me? But at the time, like my sister and I weren't really that close because I'm like I don't we don't really Is talk like that. The older sister. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it's this whole thing, and it took a while for me to like like not be angry. And, but my response was anger and I didn't feel like I understood why they were upset because I did lie but I feel like they didn't get why I did that mm-hmm. you give your child to speak they 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 yeah yeah they won't like they won't even they won't understand anyway even if you told them yeah so I think that was the main time where I felt like I disappointed them because I lied yeah but I think after that they it was better in the sense where if I wanted to go I could kind of explain to my mom like my reasoning behind it or whatever and she was more understanding but that was definitely like the most traumatic thing ever because i remember just like kneeling on the floor yeah <laughs> like i'm so sorry do you, are you open with your parents now like really like how's your relationship with your parents oh like my mom is like my best friend yeah. like i tell her everything um nice. i mm, not very close with my dad mm-hmm. um i think i only share things when it's like necessary um like if it's if it's gonna impact like my lifestyle, then I yeah. will share. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, you won't be like, really. oh, this one dude. I mean, I'm gonna like talk about your day or like. Oh yeah, one of my friends. Oh no, I would like we will talk about that. Like my family is like weird in a sense where like okay, like my mom and I will talk about everything, but like mm-hmm. if my dad is like in the picture, we. We do a lot of activities together. Like, we'll go to the cinema together. If we oh, go nice. out for dinner, we might go to a bar together first. Yeah. Then we go out for dinner. Like, we do a lot of activities, which is nice. Um, and we'll talk about things like our days and stuff. Mm-hmm. We always eat dinner together. Oh, would um, you have a DMC with your dad? No. Hmm. Yeah. Would you ever start a DMC with your dad? Like, to get, like, closer to, you know? Not really, no. Not really? Yeah. I've only I started recently with my dad. Mm. Or once every month. It's not even DMC, it's just him running at me. Okay. I see that as a DMC too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I would talk about like my emotions with my dad. Why? Like, is it because you're scared that he will say something judgmental? I think it's just a very foreign conversation. Like, it's just, it's not, he, he wouldn't be sad to say, like, he wouldn't be my go to person to speak to. Yeah, but it could open up a different, like, gate, like, door for you. Oh yeah, my dad never really opened this up. Like you, you find something interesting about your dad that you never knew, and he'll find something interesting about you. Did your dad emotional person? Yes and no. Yes and no. Mm. So now, like, is it playing on scenario? Or, yeah. Yeah. Like, he. He he's not very good at showing emotions, mm-hmm. but I think it's very common for very common. like. I've only seen my dad cry once. One or a few times. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. My dad is like hard not to crack. Like he's very like set in his ways, and yeah, I just don't think I could have like a heart to heart. 
I think the, the only time when my mum fully opened up to me was when my nephew was born and she showed a complete different side to her life. She was willing to um, not care about a lot of stuff that she used to care about. Like, oh yeah, you had to do this a certain way. But after he was born, everything changed. So I think if you were to have a family, you could open up a little bit more. What about for you kids and then yeah. your dad, yeah? Oh, baby. No, my dad is great with kids. Yeah. Like, my cousin just had a baby and he's, like, great with kids. But I think it's more... I think a lot of it is, like, childhood... Like, childhood experiences that's, like, hindering me from wanting to open yeah. up. And for me, like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's one in there. Yeah. 